Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I'm very excited. My favorite author and educator and all around very smart guy is back with me, Chad Stewart of the Britfield uh, series of books and uh, of the foundation. And we're here. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with his projects and where his books are. And then we'll get a little bit into um, education and history and um, what he feels uh, is uh, lacking and what his he offers, as well as uh, um, a bunch of other topics, because he can talk about just about anything. So thank you for joining me again, Chad. Oh, you're, you're welcome. It's, it's, it's always an honor to be on your show, Mel. Big, <laughs> big fan. So love, love all your shows. <laughs> thank you. I'm a big fan of you. And I'm very excited because the more I see um, parents uh, freaking out about what their children are learning, who they're learning from, uh, how dumbed down the system has gotten. More parents are now aware. A silver lining of COVID is that uh, parents have actually uh, pulled back the curtain to what is actually happening Absolutely. to our school system. And um, I, I promote your book a lot to uh, people that are going into homeschooling and um, people that are um, want to get their kids uh, some education that they're not getting in public school. And I um, I want you to talk a little bit about your series and kind of catch people up because I have a bunch of awesome new uh, subscribers. But then I want to get sure. into um, the lack of education about history and how you're trying to fill in the gap for children that aren't being taught anything that isn't, you know, just really basic. Uh, read something and repeat it. And, and sure. that's just not going to work. So uh, tell uh, me a little bit about what's going on with the series, where you are with the books, uh, the movie, all of that. Yeah, it's very exciting too, and, and it's uh, it's great to be back. And I think it was about six weeks ago. I don't want to say you have an, an amazing audience, and I know it's growing um, yeah. amazingly. But um, uh, uh, some of the feedback we had, and just even orders from books from the last time, and I sent it to Rob, so I hope you saw that. But it yeah, was like literally, yeah, literally from all over the state. It was so cool. I mean, so great. You say, and 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 globally, um, mm -hmm. I'm getting people like that are watching it, and you probably know this, but you know that are watching it globally. I mean, you're all over. I, I was getting feedback from South America. I was getting feedback from New Zealand, England, Canada and then you name the state um so it's great it's great to see your sort of impact and uh it's been it's been exciting um august is huge for us so i, I felt that the end of june uh for us was not just the end of the half of the year but it was at the end of um kind of the last three years of, of the original launch of Britfield lost crown the right. first book and then the series july we launched uh july 4th we launched um Britfield and the rise of the lion so that's that's exciting that's a huge you know build up um, we've already had some great feedback. Um, I sent you a copy, so I hope you're I reading have it. it. Yeah, you got to read it. It's it's a great red pill. I mean, it's 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 amazing. It and we'll talk a little bit about the books and the reasons behind it. But I always tell people, and I've gotten some feedback from um, some other people. They're like, yeah, book one was fantastic. It's like, whoa, like book two's on steroids. So awesome. uh, it's a lot more intense. And and uh, so so we're really excited. We're I'd say in the next six to 12 months, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be sort of done with, with rolling out with the U.S., um, United States as far as, and I've always looked at the United States as, as sort of our pilot program for Britfield, the seven book series, and eventually the movies, and then really moving globally. So things are happening um, with that really well. We just brought on um, a wonderful publicist um, that started this week. And so oh, cool. they're, gonna, they're really, yeah, they're going to be really working. It's actually two, Michelle and Bruce. Bruce works with Merrimax and oh, nice. Michelle's. 20-year veteran in, in the in the field of, um, of publishing, which is great. And so really kind of for us, taking it to that next level, doing some great press releases. Um, we've got uh, the film development, which is happening really fast. In fact, right before your show, I was talking with one of our potential producers and oh, uh, for an hour. So that was kind of cool. It was like yeah, the timing is, especially, is great. 
I was yeah. afraid, later on we'll get into that because I'm curious what uh, what what that uh, that looks like right now. There's been a lot of uh, changes in the film business since I was in it, especially it has, partly yeah. over the last year and a half. And uh, it's really uh, it, what was once a very small guarded shell there in Hollywood is really expanding. And there's studios opening up all over the country now, uh, sure. smaller ones, but also the big business studios have had a lot of. Uh, changes because of streaming and and so many more outlets. So um, that's that's pretty exciting. And uh, there's there's also some uh, a, a kind of purge going on where people are there is. walking back to uh, wanting some family friendly comedies yep. and and shows and movies that aren't uh, politically driven or driven by an underlying agenda, which your book isn't. And no. uh, so I'm really excited that you uh, you're going to be turning them into a series so of movies. So let's cut, we'll come back to the film side because I think that's exciting. And you're right. A lot has shifted. And I mean, right. a lot has shifted in the last 12 to 18 months. We right. know what Hollywood is. And you guys have done some deep dives. And we can right. go as deep as you want. But I really want to talk on the positive side. Right. What's, what's great about what started as a, I'm originally from Newport Beach, California. So I'm a Southern guy. I was back East 16 years in New England for, for school. And I, I was actually, my undergraduate work was in um, British literature and European history. And it was over 10 years that I had the idea for the first Britfield book. Right. And I think what's great about it, and it's just for the, your new audience, is that it's, um, number one, it's a fast-paced, exciting story that, that your son or daughter will love to read, and right. adults, and older, you know, retired right. people. Um, right. number, number two, it's based on family values. And so right. it's got none of this crap, this agenda, this nonsense, right. which, which just disgusts my soul. I know. Um, and number three, it takes place in present time, which I think is really important, because we're dealing with so much fantasy, demigods, witchcraft, vampires. You name it. And on the surface, yes, it's um, it could be fast paced or it's fun to read or whatever for right. your kids. But it's really it's disturbing. And it's it frankly, it's, de it's demonic. And right. so um, and number, yeah, number is. four is the educational component, which we're coming to. And and for me, I, I had the privilege of, of doing a lot of travel in Europe and, and to see these different countries. I've always have loved history. I've always loved travel. I love meeting new people. I love coming to new countries. And you, we right. have to remember that we're in a battle against um, good versus evil, light agree, versus yeah. darkness. And it's right. not us against China. It's us against the people that control it or Mexico. Right. It's, it's the people at the top, Mex Mexicans, Chinese, um, you know, yeah. you name it. They're great people. Yeah. They're fantastic people. People are people. And I've seen that as I've traveled literally the world. Right. People are people. You know, they just they, they want a good job. They want a nice family. You know what I mean? They just yeah. want to be left alone. And so it's always kind of putting us against this country. And it's like, we're not against that country. We're against the nut jobs that are at the top. Right. Exactly. But, um, but I've had I've had a great fascination with with history. I think history is amazing, and so I had an idea to create this kind of book series that was not only fun to read and exciting. Um, it's been compared to um, uh, Mission Impossible, <laughs> which I thought was cool. It was one of the comments I got back. It was like, "Oh my gosh, it's like watching a Mission Impossible." Right. <laughs> um, because it's good because you want to you want to you want to get the kids engaged in it. Right. But while they're reading it, they're learning about history, geography, art, yeah. architecture, and culture. And there's five maps, like in book one, there's five maps at the, at the beginning of the book. When's the last time that your 12 year old ever has pulled out a map and looked at it? You know right. what I mean? And, and, and But they can't help it because it's like, right. okay, okay, London, and then they're going back to the map. And geography is one of the lowest scoring areas in, in yeah. the United States, specifically in the United States. I don't even know States. if it's taught anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not only low scoring, it's, it's right. not even, it's, it's oblivious. But, oh my um, God. Yeah. So yeah, so, so that's, that's a huge push for us, for these books. And you might right. think, oh, it's one book out of a thousand or a million. And it's not because we're making massive impact. It's a yeah. bestseller. We're one of the most awarded books in children's fiction right now. We were only launched 18 months ago, which is amazing. 
Um, we're, we're in thousands of schools now, and I'd say within 18 months to 24 months, we'll be in about 50 of the 50,000 schools in the United States due to a partnership that we just signed with a major retailer. In fact, uh, yesterday, they just picked up um, 5,000 books, paperbacks of Britain Lost Crown to be distributed in the Southeast, Southeast ah, schools. That gives right? me and so to, much hope. I to have the middle to schools. Yeah, it's, it's going, it's getting in there. And, yeah. and it's, being, it's being taught at a lot of schools right now. I know. We, have a, we have an 83 page study guide. That's the whole idea. That's, right. our, that's our long game is that, let's say in eight to 10 years, Britfield and Lost Crown is in every school. And, and when it comes in, something else gets kicked out and most of it's garbage. So, right. <laughs> um, so that's, that's phase one, right? I mean, that's, right. that's, that's part of it. And then um, we've done an author, a virtual author visit, which I, I think this will be the last semester. We're going to kick it off next week. Cool. Um, just because I don't have time anymore and I'm, <laughs> I'm exhausted from it, but it's, it's, it's been great. And so we've been, uh, we've been in, in over 180 schools, 40,000 students. And really it's, I come in with Britfield as an author, but I also, I, I'm really there to, to talk about creativity and writing and storytelling, how important storytelling is, how important creativity is. Creativity right. is the number one most important skill in the world. Not right. mathematics, not engineering, not med medicine, not, not law, all noble right. pursuits. Creativity is the single most important thing right. uh, in the world. And so we're trying to bring creativity back into the, into the classroom. So I'll stop talking there, but that's kind of a quick overview. It's a seven No, that's series. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason that I love having you on is because I do see more and more, um, first of all, again, with everything else, the mainstream media just uh, really attaches itself to this crazy and out of, out of control, socio sociopathic, in my opinion, yes. uh, teachers union that is prioritizing themselves and wokeness yeah. and, uh, I believe critical race theory, LGBTQ, all sexualizing garbage. children. All it's garbage. all child abuse to me. It is child abuse. You're right. That, that's the word we need to now use. Right. It's child abuse. I that's agree. Exactly what it is. And, and, and they need yeah. to be they need to be they need to be held accountable I and, agree. and treated as child abusers. Right. Period. I don't care who they are. I don't know. I don't care who they're hiding behind. We need no. to rip them out of there. Like, I agree hundred like, like a weed. Like right. the weeds they are. So, yeah. yeah, and a lot of parents, you know, that would never in a million years, even a couple years ago, ever think of homeschooling. It, yeah. it is it is exploding, thank God. But then there are also a lot of teachers that are starting these, um, doing like these kind of pod schools where they're getting together like groups of parents that can't homeschool, but that they'll do like a smaller thing. And, and there's people finding creative ways to get around the traditional public school model because people don't want their kids infected by the virus that is this no. woke ugliness. And yeah. the other big thing is that is, is becoming very clear. You and I both love history. We loved it when we were kids. We loved it when we were in learning in college and for life. Uh, it's very clear that history was stopped. Uh, they stopped teaching world history and, uh, and rewrote American history over the last 20 years while we weren't paying attention. And uh, that's why I love your book so much. And that's why I have you on and I, I promote your book to people because our kids aren't learning um, world history and therefore they're not seeing the parallels. They're actually talking um, about like this woke stuff where like Mao somehow was a good guy. Stalin was somehow a good guy. What's going on in, in Cuba is somehow related to COVID. You know, it's just so yeah. crazy to me. And I see a lot of parallels I talk about a lot between the French Revolution and what's going on here in D.C. with mm. this uh, aristocracy down there in, uh, in the 10 by 10 parcel we know as the swamp of District of Columbia. And uh, to me, I think um, for people that are homeschooling or people that just realize that their children are not being taught uh, about world history, let alone American history, 
you really open a door in a fun way that the kids don't even realize they're learning. So in my, um, my question to you is, as we know, Common Core took away basically geography, history, all of it anyway, but to 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 you, um, in choosing your, your, um, the historical references and the pieces in your book that are um, most important for children to kind of understand and learn. What do you think the time periods in history or the historical um, significance of certain uh, events, what are the ones that you feel like children need to know about this? Children need to know about this. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, real, real quick, I'll, I'll answer that. I want to come back with the homeschool side. I'm, 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 I love the homeschool movement. Me too. We talked about that before. I think it's it's exploded. I think you're looking at about, um, whereas 18 months ago it was about 5 million, you're looking at about uh, 12 to 15 million homeschoolers I now. I want to say this to those parents out there that might be watching to say, I can't stay home or I can't homeschool. It's transitioned. It's changed. There's homeschool right. groups. So instead of dropping your kid off at one of these institutions, you could drop them off at a wonderful homeschool group right. where you have the cross collaboration. There are, there are thousands of wonderful opportunities out there. And I have found that the, the homeschool kids and frankly, are, are the smartest kids on the block. They're, they're amazing. And it, the difference between a, a 12 year old homeschool girl by, versus even just a private school homeschool, right. I, I mean, private school um, 12 year old, the homeschool 12 year old, I mean, they're, they're smart. Um, they're well-spoken. They're right. relaxed. Um, they ask questions. They listen. Right. Um, they have a leadership quality. I'm, I'm really talking about across the board. There's I, something, I know. It, it, and I'll say this one thing. I, I talked with a friend of mine, um, uh, uh, a month ago and I asked if I could share the story and it's real quick, but she said um, she, she was, she lives in a very fluent area like Rancho Santa Fe. And, right. and she had to pull her, her kid a couple of years ago, had to pull her kid from school because he was sick. Right. And so she's like, well, I'm gonna have to homeschool him. And so she got all this, the schoolwork from the uh, school, the, the public school, private school, whatever she said within, within one month, he had completed the entire year. <laughs> And she wasn't kidding. She wasn't right. trying to be smutty, funny or smart. But I mean, no. it's, it's that's just it. That, that I, To me, that just speaks volumes. So, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's interesting because um, I've been awake for um, for about 12 years. 9-11 is what did it to me. And then right. I started, I did I did some deep dives. I did want to recommend a great book for your listeners uh, by Jim Mars called the, the Rise of the Fourth Reich. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's really, really good. And, 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 and really um, important right now. It, yeah. it is. It, it explains a lot because a lot, because you can never kind of explain right now unless you go back. Right. And I think that's what's so interesting about history. Like how did we get here? And right. that book, that book takes you all the way back to World War II. And, and I think that's a great starting point in it some is. ways, not to, not to exhaust you. You can go to Kennedy, you can go right. to 9-11, but so much came from that. I mean, NASA was created as you, as you talked about by you Nazis and, and that's everything yeah. that you've learned from NASA, false everything that you've learned from is false. So um, I think I, yeah, like specifics, it's interesting because, um, because in book one, I I start to dive, I I pull back the curtain a little bit, Ripley and Lost Crown and this mystery and it's, and it's fun and exciting. It's about Tom, he's an orphan and, and he he suddenly might, he discovers that his parents might still be alive. And then I had this royal thread. And so it's kind of a fun story, Book one brings it into it. I think book two is really where I take the gloves off and I didn't, I didn't intend to do it, but having all this stuff in me, uh, and it's so interesting too because it just naturally flows into book two, and so it's a red pill. And I dive into this stuff. For kids, they they won't even know it that they're being red pilled. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole right. thing that's kind of so cool great. about it. Yeah, right. I, and I think I mentioned this before, but I think I think on one of your shows, uh, I had I had a woman that was listening to you, and she she bought book two, and she goes, 
She goes, yeah, I'm just been kind of waking, you know, waking up and, and, um, and, and aware of this. She's like, oh my gosh. She goes, I read your book. She's like, whoa, like, you know, like, wow. Like, and, um, but it's, it's, right. it's done in such a natural way because it is real. It, that's the history. Right. And so I talk about a little bit about World War One and what happened. And then I talk more about World War Two, and it's done in a way where they're like, um, you know, like maybe they're sitting with a, a professor and they're trying to learn more about Britfield and Britfield's that sort of fictional thread throughout it. But Britfield right. really represents um, real royalty, real royalty of the sense of people, uh, um, uh, a group of people that cared about their country, cared about right. the people, wanted to bring education to them, wanted them to have their own land, didn't want to tax them to death. That's what the Britfields represented all right. the way back in the 1200s. And then usurpers came in, you know, hence yeah. like the, like the Windsors and, right. and so exactly. on. Right. And so I, I talk a lot about that. And so I, um, I think all that history is really interesting. And it's so funny because some people are like, Oh, come on, all this conspiracy stuff. And I'm like, it's actually true. Right. You know, like, I know. like, yes, it's a fiction book, but it's like, it's like, especially Britfield and the rise of the lion. It's like, it's, it's all true. Yeah. Everything in there is true. Then that's, what's kind of exciting. So um, so I cover a lot of those kind of threads and I didn't mean to talk just about the book, but in, but in general in history, but I no, think the book is, it was the issue yeah. for me because I, I, people, their kids are not being taught anything about history. And it's such an easy way to incorporate the curiosity. Um, because I, my, our biggest issue right now, I think one of our biggest issues is that, um, our children are being stolen from us to turn into these, uh, it's always been the plan because I talk a lot about World War II and the Fourth Reich and, and that uh, really Germany lost, but the Nazis didn't. They just came yeah. here and reinvented. Germany did lose, but you know? And uh, the problem with all of that is that um, they are now uh, doing exactly what they did in Nazi Germany in the 30s and 40s with children. Uh, people don't realize that it's the same playbook. The Marxists, they just added race in because it was yep. critical theory. And um, and that the whole Marxist thing is satanic. It's Luciferian. It's anti-God, anti-traditional yes. values, anti-family. Anti-family. Yeah, and you Hitler really said, bring it full circle without bashing a child over the head. They no. read it and they feel like, yeah, this is the world that my parents talk about or that we live in our house, not the one that they're being like fed at on TV or online. Like it's just it's a it's a return to good values and, uh, and, and the things that um, really do matter, in my opinion. Yeah, we call it stealth education because the kids <laughs> are reading it and they're, and they're yeah. learning all this education and, and it's great. But to come back to your point, um, yeah, I think American history is very, very important. You know, obviously going back to, um, even if you go back, I mean, if you're teaching your kids or you're homeschooling it back to Plymouth and what that was like right. and, the, and the religious freedom, and then William, you know, William Penn, right. uh, and then um, and then uh, William Rogers, I think it was, or, or for, for Rhode Island, and, right. and and just and just what America meant at right. that time, and then um, and then the Revolution, and really dive, deep doing deep dives, and don't just read your sort of flashover substance American Revolution. It wasn't just about the taxes, and it was about a lot of different things, and and those patriots that stood up for it, and and um, and it wasn't a huge majority. It was no. like I think it was like 15 percent that really wanted it. Right. Um, and everyone, you know, maybe 50 percent were kind of indifferent and then 40 percent right. or 30 percent still thought themselves as British. And so but it was the right thing to do and, and right. shake that off. And we're in I think we are in the second revolution. I do, too. I think that's 100 percent. Yeah. Um, and we're at, we're having a silent war right now. I think there's two yeah. presidencies, the false usurper and, the, and the, the puppet master. That's just a show. Don't mm. listen to any of it. And then, and then the real, the real one, Trump won. Yeah. Trump won by a landslide. He's in control. He's coming back. That's that's a fact. Those are all facts. This is just a painful process, but we're almost there. Right. Um, but American history and like and and, and do, do some deep dives. I mean, I just got done um, 
I, I read a really great book on, on George Washington, like one of these eight, 900 page biographies. Yeah. And a lot of it, the problem is, is a lot of it is, um, is published by these mainstreamers. So they right. leave out stuff, but you can read it and get enough of it. And then from your own research, you can fill it in like the famous book with Alexander Hamilton, right. which I read that biography, 800 pages. It was amazing and interesting to know him. And it was the musical was made out of it. And gee, lo and behold, they never talked about his Illuminati connections and him bringing in the first private bank. Uh, But I already knew that. And so that kind of helps complement it. So it's like you supplement, you know, you get there's some good stuff out there or some general good stuff. And then you can kind of supplement it. Right. Um, But I just I've been fascinated, like Andrew Jackson. I just got done reading a biography on Andrew Jackson. And yeah, he's um, my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's immediately criticized, and oh, he he threw us in his low. He was actually trying to kick those usurpers out of there. Don't forget, Trump had a picture of Andrew Jackson behind him in the White House. So oh, did he? I, I I forgot that. That's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew Jackson tried was awesome. to kick awesome. out the central bank bank too. Absolutely. Just what this is about, you know. And, and, and an attempt was made on his life, of course, of course, and they tried to get rid of him, and he was yeah, awesome. All, everyone I mean, he was... tried to get rid of the central bankers out of out of our lives. This is yeah. what this is a lot of this is about too. And the Swiss, so, you know, we were already always told Switzerland was neutral. Uh, no, no, they're not. That, that was the command base. That was the command base. <laughs> well, that, that's the hub of the of the uh, of the yeah. central uh, the Bank of International Settlements is where it all all happens. But um, yeah, on that on that topic um, about history and all of that, there's also the um, I believe that on the other side of this, I agree with you about a lot of it, but I think that these um these demonic forces and their great reset will be the opposite and i i really do believe that the people are rising up all over the world oh at this gosh, time yeah. and want the things that our founding fathers our amazing founding fathers like you said they didn't want war they wanted freedom freedom of religion freedom to raise their children and live yes. their lives that they Peace. chose and a lot of them were farmers and pastors and teachers and you know they, they weren't they weren't violent people they had no choice and I feel like we're at that place right now we're not violent but we have no choice but to you know really break down everything and realize that we have to reunite this whole dividing of us by race religion it's, it's sexuality not, it's, it's all manufactured it's all propaganda it's all nonsense yeah right and we have to get together as a country but also as as a planet I feel like it's like seven billion humans versus about 3000 overlords and the people that work for them. And that's, that's what we're dealing with right now. And in your, um, in your books, what it does do, especially for um, American kids who do, who don't, because if you're European, you tend to have traveled more, but there's more interaction with other countries. um, If you're not on our land over here in North America, but um, what I do like about it is it gives people, children, um, an insight into other cultures and other other lands and opens up the eyes like you said about having the maps and all of that and um i think that that's something that is really unique to your series is not only are you talking real time about now but now that we are seeing france and greece and italy and germany and all these people around the world um rise up as as kind of one humanity for a god and country it really brings your books full circle and kind of gives us students in America some insight into who, who lives over there and what are they like and what their history is. Because our country's so young that if you don't have parents or have a, a, mm. a tool like your book series to kind of tell you, like other countries have full cultures and, and, and histories. And, and it's so interesting. You can just do one country. And I love that you're doing that. 
And um, what's the feedback on that level with um, with kids? Because I know that you hear from a lot of kids. They, they love it. And, and we're talking like thousands of feedback and, and stories. And it's wonderful. And I, I remember getting one story where um, uh, uh, the, the the, the family, the mom had contacted me. She said, "Oh, we we, we loved we loved uh, the book." And she goes, "We we actually um, we actually created a Britfield game." And I thought, "Oh wow!" I thought, "I thought like how cool is that? What yeah. does that look like?" But it's and we will have a board game, and you can see it, you know, with Yorkshire, and then you kind of come down Oxford. So great. Um, but no, board I mean it's uh, isn't that great? Okay. Oh, but yeah, board games are still popular and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then and then um and another another mom had said, "Oh yeah, we we all read out the different, we all play a different character, and we read it out loud." And I thought, "Cool." I just, it's so cool when you when you it's not when the, if you build it they'll come if you build something of quality right then they will come and, and and they will tell others and it's just neat to see that i did the best i could with these you know the first couple of books and and they're finding and, and all kinds of other things are happening and growing from it but no i think like with book one it's in england and it's great and so i i talked about you know i, I talked we talked a little bit about the conspiracy aspect but but really my the reason for me writing these books is to is to um, present these these countries and the people right. that I love so much in the right. in the light in the greatest light. And so I love England. I, I lived in England for a couple of years. Um, I love the British. I love the people. They're good right. people. Salt of salt of the earth. And so right. it's a tribute to to Britain. Now there's a thread of those that are behind the scenes. Same thing with France. I, li I like France. I've never had a problem with France. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never had a problem with French. I just right. I, I, uh, they're great people. Right. And so book two is in France. And then I just finished book three. It's in Italy. Right. And, and, and really, so what I'm doing is I'm incorporating just all the, the wonderment of these countries. It starts up in Lake Como and then Genoa and then down to right. Florence and all the great art. And I and I incorporate that into it. So you're reading it and, and it's like you're there. And I'm trying right. to I'm trying to I'm trying to share it with you. Maybe you will never get a chance to go there. But I want to share right. it with this that you can read this book and, and, and be excited. I know a lot of people are going to England now and they're like, you know what? I need to go to England. I'm like, I good. Yeah, get out of the U.S. I'm from Southern, yeah, I'm from Southern California and it's like the Truman Show bubble here. Yeah, and, no um, it, and like, you know, I went back East uh, for school and then I was okay. over in Europe, but it's like a, so many of my friends that grew up in Southern California, it's like they grew up here, they went to school. Right. Like, like Berkeley was a big stretch um no, I know how it is up there. right or, right. or whatever you, the uc system ucla or uc usc right and then they work here and i'm like there is other places outside the right california set aside from the united states and and i do get it it's you know we're, it's a big country we've got amazing um you know skiing some of the best skiing in the world is in colorado and you know right. et cetera, et cetera. but it's just like i love going to different countries and, yeah. and, and visiting that culture so that's what i'm trying to do it also sparks the imagination and kind of gives a yes. like i said yeah. i think that uh that the great reset and the whole globalist and the is going to be the opposite and what i hope is that every country does put their own country first every country Amen. could be their absolutely. country first absolutely borders language culture of that country and loving their history loving their country loving their culture and what makes their country unique and then on the next level god willing there, there's never been a reason for wars they're all man-made by the same nope. exact people that are manipulating yep. this um, but once that clears out, then, then people will have the spark and we will be able to share our cultures and travel and not be, not be in fear of terrorism or, or all yeah. this nonsense. And, um, so for me, I think like when I, I gave your book to, uh, our, um, nephew and, uh, to my sister's kids and, you know, they, they read it and now they want to go to Italy, you know, so it's, or they yeah. want to go to France or they want, and it's just yeah. the, 
putting the idea in the mind that we are a global country, a global planet of yeah. good people that have Absolutely. different cultures, but that align, that we're not constantly supposed to be uh, at war or battle, that every, every country has a beauty and a uniqueness that should be shared with other countries. And I think that what you're doing, because you kind of feel like you're there when you're reading your books, I think you're giving children the idea, the, the idea of the good globalism you know <laughs> yeah 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 community really and right. um like like book book four uh, will take place in eastern europe and then russia and i love right. russia and i love the russians and i've been Me there and they're amazing people and um and then book five is in asia and right. then china and um and then south america will be book six and then the united yeah. states will be book seven and so really what i'm doing is i'm taking the readers and the kids and the adults on this wonderful trip around the world world you know, in, i know in this, in this high octane fast-paced james bondish <laughs> adventure it. novel and yeah. i think it's interesting too some of the some of the side notes and unintended things that are happening and i mentioned this probably before is that um, a lot of children that are that are ha struggle with reading because that's a big problem right um are reading the britfield books and, right and it's like and in some cases the first book they've ever read and that's right. that's exciting getting that feedback and i get yeah. that from, directly from librarians so like i can't keep it on the shelf yeah she goes but but any anytime someone that comes in even like this 15 year old I'd mentioned this before, but he's a teacher from San Antonio in Texas and said he read book one. It's the first book he ever he ever started and finished. And it's like it's like that's such a huge compliment right. to me and, and, and amazing. And, and a lot of it's just the style that I write. And, and right. I, I, write, I remember I write that happened with Harry Potter, but you are right. Harry Potter yeah. has a lot of uh, demonic stuff in there and uh, it's not a joke. And it does. And though I like her and everything. But it, you, your book has a similar thing where the Harry Potter really did encourage a lot of kids to read. It did. And, and that was, that's the best part about that series more than anything else was that kids that never read a book in their lives and adults read it. And I'm talking also adults that didn't read ever either. And, and that's what's happening with your book too. And this one, this time, this is a book that, that stresses uh, values and morals and, and truth and justice and, 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 you know, getting to the heart of the matters and, and doing what's right. You know, this is a very, your book is a very different, um, teaches a lot of different things than that series, yet it's it's the same concept in terms of it's very easily read by anyone. And it's not, it's a book that really does encourage uh, people not only to start reading, but to continue reading. And that that's an awesome thing. Very true. And, and, and that would be one, I guess, positive side of the, of the uh, other series that you'd mentioned. Right. Um, but, but the funny thing is, is you're right. Cause it's like, it started, I think book one was like, you know, 300 pages or something, but right. it got all the way up to like seven, 800 pages. And that's insanity. But you had kids reading it and it was, right. and so that was exciting. And I was in England, like in 2001 and it was with some friends, like, you know, 30 ish. And right. they were all reading the books and like, right. are you reading it? And I'm like, I'm like, no. Yeah. And like, you're like, why don't I be reading it? But it just, it did have that major right. impact. And, um, so no, I, I agree, and, and I think that's uh, that's cool. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. And now, what, um, what's happening with the foundation side? Because that's pretty cool too that you're doing that, the non non for profit and the um, the educational side. Yeah, that's our Britfield Institute. Um, that's our nonprofit, and uh, and and we're excited about that. Hopefully, we'll be rolling out probably more next year than than um, than this year. It's, right. it's been it's, we've been moving with it. We've been doing some pilot programs. Uh, we have some great resources there for teachers. Right. It's all it's 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 all about giving back to the schools, specifically the Title One schools. That's our focus. Right. And the number one focus is to bring creativity back into the classroom. And so that's that campaign. And right. Um. We we do have. I think there's something like don't quote me, but something like twenty two to thirty thousand Title One schools in the United States, and that's right. a lot. Right. And um. 
uh, but we, we have a connection with someone that once we start to get this thing moving, she's like, she, she says, once you hit this certain point, she goes, I'll make sure that you're in every title one school in the nation. Right. And so, so it's also good, um, good yeah. suggestions for a curriculum on there for parents that are, and like you said earlier, and I can't stress enough, uh, homeschooling has turned out for many people that thought they couldn't do it to be the best thing they could have ever done for their children and for themselves. And, yeah. um, but you have a lot of stuff on there that's good for like curriculum because people need to be need a lot of parents, I think, probably think, well, I don't want to teach them what they're getting in school. Sure. <laughs> that's why I'm taking them out. So it's a starting some- point. But it's funny, everything you were saying about, you know, what's happening in the, in the, in the dark side, we'll call it that way, um, <laughs> is that is that creativity is at the core of it. And I'll keep coming back to that. But right, I know. Like what what we want from the kids, what, like like Hitler said, it's like give me one generation. Right. Exactly. It's the same playbook and they keep going yeah. over and over. The people we're dealing with, I would consider, never call them elites because there's nothing elite about them. They're just insects. They're just insects. They're, right. They are the virus. But the point, absolutely. But the point is, is they're not creative. They steal, they cheat. They, you know, everything that you see is, is, is false. Don't ever watch the mainstream media. It's all propaganda. It's all lies. All the fictional stories. There is no such thing as, as the garage uh, genius that came up with Microsoft or Facebook. Are you kidding me? It's a $500 billion, a $500 million DARPA program. Right. So all these guys are puppets. They're not intelligent. All, all of them are, are actors. Right. None of them. So, so, but creativity is at the core. And so if you want to bring one thing into your household or to your children, it's, right. it's creativity. And, I, and it's a broad term, but I mean, it's just giving them a chance to pursue some fun things and exciting things um that they want to do whether it's at school whether it's in a homeschool group it could be right. it could be painting it could be music it could be writing we talked about that before about music right. it right. has it's not about being a, a famous musician it's not about being a best-selling author it's 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 getting them to think differently the biggest thing to think differently is that there's not just always one answer right and um and and creativity helps with that i mean of course one plus one is two but you know what i'm saying <laughs> there's, there's different ways to approach different things and i've said yeah. that too about music before is that at, at those top uh, tier companies like Apple or, or um, whatever, um, they, pre- they prefer musicians, people that, that uh, play musical instruments um, right. or people that play at least one musical instrument and can, and can read music. They right. prefer them 10 to one over all the other applicants because they know that people that play an instrument, right. their brain thinks differently. It's, it's, right. Their synapses has been fired and it's, it's, been, it's been molded differently. They're better managers, they're better brainstormers, they're better under crisis, they can right. think outside the box. That's from playing the trumpet or the piano. It has nothing to do with the fact that you were on Carnegie Hall. You know right. what I mean? And, and yeah. they know it. You know what I mean? And, and that's a creative aspect. Or painting. It's like, well, yeah. I'm not a really good painter. It doesn't matter. Right. It's it's relaxing. It calms you. I mean, that's what creativity does. And so and I, it, I'm sorry. It, really, yeah. it exercises your brain in ways that uh, it's not getting elsewhere and in a different way. And another thing you just brought up that's really interesting to me also, because um, we both you know, I was in Hollywood for 15 years working in that business. I'm still semi in the business, though. Uh, yes. I don't know what it what it entails at this point. But I, I do want to say that the one thing you said earlier, which is really interesting to me, and I think people need to know this, is when I went at, when I went to NYU and then went and um, learned film and then went to Hollywood thinking you make movies and people, you know, all that. And I found out over time that, no, they don't make movies to entertain people. They make movies to brainwash people, basically, certainly for the last 12 years, 14 years. I mean, it's always been that way. But CIA and and people don't understand this, have a lot of power in Hollywood. You just don't know it. A lot of the agencies also have a lot of CCP money in them. So over the last 15 years, the Chinese Communist Party has basically bought up 
the powers that be in Hollywood. And of course, they infiltrated the UN, who's involved with the New World Order, One World Government, all the same demons. But yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that is, I believe, is on the horizon, which is I believe a lot of these people are being uh, arrested and found out. I also know that the Chinese Communist Party not only left Hollywood and took their money with them and all the technology they stole and got and learned and went back, but they also banned the Oscars this year in China and they're not putting out blockbuster movies from Hollywood anymore. So there's a new model coming in where I, I your movie is going to be in that new model. And, and I want people to be hopeful about Hollywood, but also this includes the music industry um, sure. and all of that, because it has been hijacked by the same people that have hijacked and infiltrated our children's, you know, every aspect of our children's lives and our lives. And, and I see I see some positive changes that are coming on the other side. And I wanted to get your take since now you're venturing with Britfield into that world. You're obviously meeting with people that actually want to put out content that inspires and enlightens and teaches. And that I just want you to reassure people that that exists. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's um, it's interesting, too, because we, we are in the development stage of Britfield Lost Crown first movie. And, right. and uh, if all goes well, it'll be released to let's just call it the holidays of 2023. So it sounds right. like way far away, but it isn't. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be an exciting journey. And book one, uh, book one. Yeah, book one will be will be filmed in in England and we'll be using British actors. And actually, we're the phase we're in right now is we're actually which is kind of fun. We're looking we're looking at actors, particularly yeah, actors. Fun. This yeah, is the fun part because and, and, and the people so, that are on that level, they're not the ones that are all corrupt. No, you know, it's, it's as you get it higher and higher for me, and we could talk I'm about a screenwriter. That. So for in the beginning, even when I was at NYU, it would be like, you write a screenplay, you like it, you get a job at a TV show, working, writing. And as you get higher and higher, you start to realize that they'll be like, can you change this, this storyline or this, yeah. this, and then you're, you're being like, but that doesn't make any sense. And then you're realizing that they're only bu they're buying the project because they have a goal. <laughs> and that's you think like, oh, they're, they're, oh, they love my project. And then you get and then you get to another writer and being like, don't worry, you'll get the credit. But we got to clean it up a little. And you're like, what? And then you what, what happened to it? <laughs> yeah. And then they change the whole story to make made a narrative that you never even had in your head. So you're not that's not happening to you. And it's not. No. No, we, we uh, and it's interesting too, and, and we can talk a little bit about it. But at, at that top level, though, and, and you, we've talked about this before. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's the it, it is it is the Masons. The Masons are behind all of that. The Masons are behind Hollywood. Oh yeah. And and, and it's and it's not it, it doesn't you know like some of the top actors they you have to join. I know. Uh, to, to get to the next level. And so the point is, is it doesn't matter if you're a first degree or a second degree or whatever degree. It doesn't matter. Your commitment now is 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 to the Masons first. To them always. Um, their God is Satan, but they don't tell you that until you get up to the higher levels. Your family is, is second or third there. It doesn't matter. Your commitment is to them. And, and so you're bought and paid for. You are owned. Yep. And good luck trying to get out of it. And that's why you have these accidents or suicides. Or you sit yeah. there and say, whatever happened to that great actor? Yeah. Out, that's also you know, why there's only 50 actors that ever exactly. work. Same thing. <laughs> right? It's a card deck, card deck of thousands actors. and thousands. And I had so many friends, especially from NYU, but also from the Playhouse in Beverly Hills that are phenomenal actors and will never, ever, ever work, ever. Yeah. And they have no shot. And then you see these actors that they push up there and they're not even nearly as talented, haven't yeah. put in the time, the effort. And now with the whole diversity push, I actually got an email from SAG today talking about that they're going to do a, 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 first of all, when they opened up SAG to anyone and all of that, I was like, well, okay, earning it's out the door. 
but now it's yeah. in general. But now it's all about diversity and equity. That's a, there's no equity in Hollywood or diversity. It's got to be about talent. No, yeah. no, not anymore. That's not what happened. It, and this actually happened in Hollywood about 15 years ago, but they pretend that it didn't. Um, and really who got screwed there were the uh, really talented, really award-winning many uh, white men in their sure. 50s and 60s stopped getting hired. And yeah. it was really bad. There was a lot of suicides and stuff. And um, But again, there because your project was is picked up and picked up by big people really does give me a lot of hope because um you know if you want to talk a little bit about that that process for you um, yeah i'll say i'll say this too it's interesting because things are shifting um right. in hollywood for the for the better right. um and and it's always been the, the the center of 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 evil it's always been about the agenda and and it's yeah. like that's why you sit there and you and you'll 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 see a great movie and, and but it's tweaked and it's like right. dang dang that profanity word or that one nudity scene and it's right. like you're like why'd they do that and it's and it's like they did it for that they did the whole movie for that nudity scene right because they wanted they wanted it in your in your head so basically hollywood is also exist- how they trap actors and stuff they say well, oh, yeah. well we'll edit it <laughs> yeah it happened to me and happened to a lot of people i know where it's like okay we'll edit that out or that's not going to make it or you know that's and that never that doesn't happen what, what stuff. but i think a lot of these people yeah. are going down uh that is my understanding they are and that's kind of what i was coming back full circle is, is that a lot of them have been removed regardless of you're seeing the body double or whatever you're seeing out there it is it has been so exposed and and the military is in control and and it is built on the darkest and deepest rabbit holes, but that's being cleaned up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we've all been influenced by film in, in a good way. You know, like yeah. the, the great escape in Steve McQueen on the motorcycle. Yeah. Love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Tombstone with Kurt Russell, right? Um, the Sound of Music, still one of my favorites. You know, uh, Star Wars, which was quite quite amazing. That, that yeah. was my movie growing up. But I'm just saying there's great movies that have all inspired us. So that so, that, so in and of itself, it can be, it can be wonderful. It's a great vehicle. Right. Um, there's thousands of talented people out there. Most of them aren't caught up in this agenda. They just want to go to work and perform and do the best <laughs> they can. And go yeah. and 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 honestly, most of them are family focused, family right. values. But the funny thing is, is in the last 45 days, um, there there have been a few uh, major uh, um, press releases about, especially one studio specific. Um, they are desperate for family friendly films. Right. We we've known that for 20 years, and I've said right. this before. What did they do after The Blind Side? It's like nothing. But um, they're actually admitting it now and they're hungry for it and they're looking for it because that is your market. I've been saying for probably two years, there's about an 80% gap in the market. If you had a 5% gap in the market, you'd be be producing a product to fulfill that. I'm talking an 80% gap out there and they just keep regurgitating the same garbage over and over again. So so things are shifting. Things are amazing. there's a ton of talent out there. I was, I was thinking about this before your show, though, too, as, as encouragement to all those others out there that have talent one way or the right. other, whether it's a writer or an actor. There are just amazing opportunities that had never existed 18 months ago, 24 True. months ago. And I'm really talking about online. Forget right. Netflix, but I'll use Netflix as an example. But it's just like, you know, you had a video store or an online video mail catalog. I mean, how was that? Like, we'll mail you order the movie and we'll mail it to you in three days. It's like, well, <laughs> It's like, good luck with that, right? I'll just go down to Blockbuster. Blockbuster is gone. Right. Netflix is right. there. And they actually have built a whole studio. Now you have Apple, you have right. um, you have Amazon. And so I use those as examples of just saying that there's amazing opportunities out there. And now it's like you can go out and and, and, and pull together your own film crew. You might right. be able to, you, you, you could, you, 
the chosen is a great example of someone that just knocked it out of the park and and um I haven't really watched it, but I, I I have friends that have watched it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing! And they're doing eight seasons, and right. that was that was Kickstart or whatever. It was funded that way. Yeah, no, and, that that's the opportunity I see it to everyone. Yeah. A lot of my friends, I say, because uh, people are really disgusted with. Um, I'm in two union, Hollywood unions, and uh, it's really they're disgusting what they've been given their money to. They're totally in on it. You know, when SAG does, or uh, Writers Guild does something, they always have like Stacey Abrams or. Pelosi or Adam Schiff, like being the representative that I guess represents Hollywood in their minds. It's just like the teachers union, honestly, at this point. But there are, and I'm so happy about it, really good guys in Hollywood that are breaking out and starting their own their own studios. I have a good friend, yes. uh, John Paul Rice, him and his guys. They're, uh, they went into, I believe, in South Carolina, and they're going to not just build a studio, but also a school to teach uh, screenwriting and, and teach filmmaking and all of that. And that's happening. A friend of mine's left Hollywood is doing that in Austin. Another friend of mine is doing that in Michigan. And it's these little like um, micro studios yes. are popping up all over the place. And, and I, that's all that's needed. That is yeah. that is the new wave of this. And you're right. absolutely right. And I want I yeah. say all this to encourage people that, Me too. that if you've got an idea, you know, sit down and, and make it happen. Don't use it. Don't use anything as an excuse. Right. And look, I, I want to tell you this. It's going to be 10 times harder and it's going to take you 10 times longer. That's the truth. But it will be an amazing journey and right. it will be worth it. And at the end of the day, if you can produce a short, a film, right. a documentary that's of quality and well-written, it will find its audience. I and agree. It will be successful, period. Right now, the world is hungry right. for good quality things. I hungry, agree. starving. And well, so I totally Get get together with a couple of other of your actor friends and start to put together a little theater right. group. And maybe rent yeah. out a little studio and put on shows and start filming it, putting it online. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, you don't need a million dollars anymore. And you certainly so. don't need to go to Hollywood. That's the you other don't. thing. You know, it was always that was the goal. And I look back because I actually had a really good teacher in New York that was like, "Do not go to Hollywood. You're, you're yeah. not gonna. You're, you're gonna get lost there." You know? I was like, "I'm going." But now I look back and because I, I looked at him like, no, no, there's nothing. At the time, there wasn't really much production in New York. I moved back in 2014 when there was actually production here. But um, at the time, that was that was kind of what you had to do was go there if you actually wanted to work and you got in the union. And that's not any that's not the case anymore at all. I don't want people to ever think that you need to move somewhere mm -hmm. to do this. It's not no. true. And no. uh, everyone can do it in Dreams don't have expiration dates. You know, no. it doesn't matter how old you are and it doesn't matter if you have an idea, like look at you, you had an idea, you started sketching on, on you know, at, at your finance job and look at where you are now. Crazy. That's another reason I love having you on. But it took, it took me over 10 hard yeah. years of, of discipline, disappointment. I mean, the most agonizing <laughs> journey, but it's like, whatever it was, it was real and it was true. And I was just thinking, as you're saying that, like, it's the person in Oklahoma. It's just like, don't right. worry. You don't, you don't have to move to Hollywood. You don't need to move to New York. Nope. Um, the, the resources are there. There's so many amazing things to do. Right. Um, yeah. Everything's local now. Go local for everything. But again, Chad, it's always awesome having you on. You're such an inspiration on many, many levels. Not only do you, you do that and follow your dreams and, and per persevere and get to where you are. But you, uh, you really are such a, you have so much insight into so many things and you're really helping children. And uh, the more we can get our kids off the computer where they're being surveilled and, and 24 seven under the guise of playing games or watching YouTube or watching TikTok, the more we can get them to reading books again, writing, 
being creative, the better. And um, I want you to tell people where they can find you and uh, how they can uh, access your stuff. Yeah, I think the best place is uh, just our website, Britfield.com, B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D, Britfield.com. It's, um, it's a great website. It's an award-winning yes. website. It's actually made to complement um, the book. There's over 400 pictures. If you, you, I know you've Love seen it. it. And, and what's kind of cool about it is it's got interactive maps. So, right. so you, the kids can be reading the chapters and then they can experience it on the website. Oh, cool. So that's the best place to go. Yeah. Uh, we have our school tour. Or, or, uh, so if you're a teacher or a homeschooler and you want to do the um, uh, virtual author visit, it's a lot of fun. This is my last semester to do it. Um, so it's, it's a great opportunity. And we've, yeah. we've had, and, there's, uh, and you can go there because you can see all the pictures. Uh, you know, so there's right. some where there's like over 400 students and then some are I just know, the libraries. So yeah. um, so that's the best place and, and that's a great to support us and again too it's like um, with the book too it's it's not just for kids half our audience are adults and they right. love it it's just so, like it's just like that other one we don't talk about but this one's actually teaches uh morals values truth justice and honor for real and um <laughs> I, I thank you so much chad i love having you on we'll have you back again with an update and um i want everyone to know i will put a link to where you can buy the book get in touch with him to his uh, website and everything else in the description. I strongly suggest people get these books for their children, read them themselves, but uh, it's a good way to get your kids off the computer and back into being uh, creative and having their imagination really stoked up and, and excited about learning and reading. I, I wouldn't have them on if I didn't believe in it. And uh, thank you so much, Chad. You are a real inspiration on every level and I will see you again soon. I appreciate it. I'll end on this quote. Because I was just thinking about it, and it right. said that you're, you're never too old to become what you could have been, and so keep that. So true, so true. <laughs> All, right. All right, yeah, you're proof of that, and you keep getting better. So we'll see you in the next uh, in a month or two. You'll tell me what's going on, or whenever you're ready, and uh, just keep me updated because I am a huge fan. I'm a October. huge fan and you're really, really amazing. And I, I appreciate all your work you're doing. And I know it's all for the kids, and that matters the most to me. Perfect. So have a good one, and I'll see God you. God bless. Bye bye. Bye-bye.